Hey kids, this is your boy Leo from Bench Dash. Just a quick disclaimer, this week's podcast is actually the audio from a video series we're starting called It's Mock Draft Season. Get it? Like, it's wedding season from Wedding Crashers? Do you guys get it? Just picture Derek as Owen Wilson, and I think you'll see exactly how clever it is. Derek and I did a mock draft together, each drafting separate teams, discussing our picks as we went, etc., etc., as is the nature of taking audio from video content, we may not always reiterate exactly what round we're on or the whole composition of our team, as the video makes that information pretty clear and we're secretly bad at hosting anything. In the future, we'll make sure to do a better job of reiterating the context for our picks. If you want the whole kit and caboodle experience, mash in Ben Stash into YouTube and you'll find the video. Thanks guys and enjoy the show. Hello, Gavna. Welcome to another episode of Bench Dash. Hello, hello, and hello. This this was Leo's idea. Just to let it you wasn't. Guys it know. wasn't. I <laughs> said it was an awful idea, but here we are. You fully supported this idea, like you support the idea of Kirk Cousins as a QB one. Nope, nope. He's trash. He is hot, hot trash. Garbage juice, as juicy as garbage can get. All right, really let's uh, let's take this back a second. Rewind. All right, welcome to the first ever. Video pod, powered by Bleacher Breaker, our new sponsor. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Bleacherbreaker.com. Some real good content over there. Check it out. Check it out. Check it so out. So this is what we're going to do today. We're going to run a little standard mock draft for you guys. If you recall two pods ago, two Podrick Paynes ago, we were talking about our draft strategies. So now you'll get a chance to see them in action. Yeah, you'll get to watch us just destroy these drafts. Is it going to have computers in it? Slay it. Just it smush might. the draft. We're, yeah, we're going to smush the draft. That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to get real smushy. Uh, all right, well, let's let's just get in the draft, and then we'll... Let's jump in. We'll start, we'll start out, yeah. We're both queued So you'll up. be drafting from the four spot. I'll be drafting from the seventh spot. So yes. you'll see two teams being drafted, and you can make a decision as to which team is superior, but I have and a feeling... And which one is Derek's? Not. Boom. <laughs> Boom. All right, I've entered it. the draft. I've hit the button. I am loading. I am in this draft at the four spot. I am in this draft at the seven spot. Looks wow. like we are joined by two other people. D-Rock. That's just a truly awful name. But here we are. It is completely legit. All right. All, all right. right. So what do we got? We have five minutes before the draft starts, so we might as well touch up on the fantasy news that's been blowing up in the past week. Uh, namely, Le'Veon Bell. We haven't had a pod since Le'Veon Bell got suspended, or I guess he's, he's likely to be suspended for four games to start the season. We have not. Yeah. So, so let's, uh, let's just quickly go over the, news. Yeah, the bullet points over this. So he's going to miss almost a third of the regular fantasy season, because that's only 13 games if you're in a reasonable league. Uh, yeah, and he's still got... Yeah, it's huge. We don't know what's going on with his knee either, so he might not even be himself when he comes back. Yeah. And this is the second time he's been suspended for smoking the wacky tobacco. Mm-hmm. Who's to say that he won't do it again and get suspended even longer? We've seen this happen with Josh Gordon, who we'll touch on in a second. Yeah. So he, at this point, he's extremely risky, in my opinion, because D'Angelo Williams will start the season as a starter. If he has a great first four games, I don't think Le'Veon's job 
is in jeopardy, but I think you might see more of a timeshare than you want to see if that happens to start the season. And at that point, yeah. you, you won't get your return on the first-round pick. No, and then you're kind of locked into trying to draft D'Angelo, too, so you can make up for those four games. So you're spending two top five, top six picks to lock up a backfield that could just be a timeshare after the first four weeks for, for who knows how long. It's definitely yeah. risky. Uh, where would you take him? Le'Veon, I would take him in the third. That's the earliest I would take Le'Veon Bell. And at this point, I don't think there's a chance that he makes it to the third. No. But if he is there, I'm taking him in the third. But I won't waste a first or second round pick on him because of the uncertainty level, not only with the knee, but with his, I guess, off-field behavior at this point. Yeah, I don't think I'd have any trouble finding 24 players I'd rather have than him. So, yeah, I'd say third round, too, is probably... Third round. All right, let me, let me throw some names at you. Okay. Doug Martin or Le'Veon Bell? Doug Martin. Mark Ingram, Le'Veon Bell. Mark Ingram. Mark Mark. Wahlberg's Instagram. (laughs) Exactly that. There it is. Bench dash name. Um, Let's go a little bit further down the line. Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, now you got to think about it. That's where I think about it. I might do... Latavius Murray, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm like actually that's higher on Latavius than most, though, so I don't know if that's a good indication. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a, a good spot to stop with the whole Le'Veon thing. But yeah, about third round, I'd say we yeah. take him. Yeah. Uh, also, Josh Gordon has been reinstated by the league. He will also miss the first four games. Where do you take Flash? <laughs> Flash. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> Gordon, I. I'm personally not taking him till I don't know, pretty late. Um, because it's not like the last thing we saw was him being an elite wide receiver. He did that in twenty thirteen, but then in twenty fourteen he came back and he was he was garbage. I think in points per game he was I looked this up, he was the fifty ninth wide receiver six, in points. Six point one. Six point one. Six point one yeah, per game so in the he, five games he played. Yeah, and if you I remember if you stretched that out over a full season, he would have finished as like the forty eighth best wide receiver, like just not good. And that wide receiver gets drafted in the 11th, 12th round. That would probably go a little higher than that because he does have number one wide receiver as a potential. But I, I probably would wait till like the 9th or 10th round to take him. But he's not going to drop that far. Yeah, I'd, I might reach for him in the 8th, but mm-hmm. the 9th would be ideal, ninth or 10th, like you said. Yeah. Because I think everyone kind of skirts over the 2014 season. Yeah. They're just so locked in on 2013, like, oh, my God. Gosh, he was a fantasy god. Yeah. And then they forget when he came back from one of his previous suspensions and played five games, he looked like just an average wide receiver. Yeah, he doesn't really run very many routes. He kind of just goes deep and bullies people, which worked, but it doesn't work forever. So, yeah, yeah, it'd be pretty late for me to take that risk. Yeah, so... Ninth, tenth round there. Mm-hmm. And right before the draft starts, let's touch on what just happened today. Uh, F. Scott Fitzpatrick is re-signed with the Jets. Yeah. There it is. Uh, it's good so. news for the Jets wide receivers because we know that they can potentially do what they did last year. There's none of that. What's going to happen with Geno's situation? But it's he himself doesn't offer much value other than a streamer who will occasionally post some good weeks and a good matchup. Yeah. So, are you drafting Fitzpatrick? Uh, 
as like a streamer, I'd take him super late. I actually don't know who the Jets play week one. If it's a soft matchup, I'm, I would take him if the draft felt such a way that I was streaming. So. Okay. Well, it looks like the draft is underway here. As you can see, it's starting off wide receiver heavy, which has been pretty common. Pretty so common. I'll let you take over because your pick is coming up at number yeah. four. So. My pick is next. So the first three wide receivers you usually see go when Odell, Antonio, Julio. Usually not in that order, but they're all kind of interchangeable, really. Uh, yeah. We should say we're in standard format here. This isn't PPR. Um, so for me, out of the guys that are left, uh, Todd Gurley is my top player. Uh, he's my number one running back. I would have taken him number one overall period because I tend to be a running back guy. Um, so that's actually a pretty easy pick for me. I'm not sitting here feeling like I'm going against what might be the better reason to take one of the top wide receivers. So I will easily lock in Gurley. God Turley. Move on, yep. God Turley. So ideally, I'm sitting at number seven. I'm hoping that Adrian Peterson slides to me. I don't see it happening. We'll see if Snakes and Spurs grabs him right here, which would be a great pick, fifth overall. Yeah, I'd be pretty shocked uh, if AP made it to you. He might. People are pretty high on DJ and Ezekiel, so we might slide to you. That's true. Uh, no. DJ might go. And there oh, he goes. No. <laughs> ah. Yeah. See, I don't feel comfortable taking David Johnson. Well, I don't even have to make that decision. Yeah. So now it comes down to... Do I want to take A.J. Green or do I want to take Lamar Miller at this point? It's really one of or those Or Jamal two. Charles. It's between Jamal Charles, Jamal about that base, Lamarzard Miller, or A.J. Green, who doesn't have a bench dash coined nickname yet. Not yet. Give it time. Uh, I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to take A.J. Green because I love A.J. Green this year because I know that a Martin or Ingram will probably make it to me probably. on the way back in the yeah. second round. So I feel strong about A.J. Green as my wide receiver one and then a Doug Martin or a Mark Ingram as my running back one. So that is the thought process there. And there goes Zeke. Yuck. At eighth overall. Too high. Too high. That is... Uh, and his position, I for sure, would have taken Lamar over him. But even like... I would have Jamal. taken Hopkins, yeah, Jamal for sure, Dez, uh, maybe even like Jordy and Robinson, but I'm like pretty low on Zeke. Yeah, well, David Johnson and Zeke, they're high-risk picks in the first round, and you that's not what you want ideally in the first round. You want no. that plug-and-play for sure will produce for you. You don't even have to worry about it in the first round. And yeah. Ezekiel Elliott has the upside potential, but we've never seen him play. And there are running backs. Nobody wants to talk about it because it's Darren McFadden and Alfred Morris, but there are other running backs in Dallas that could potentially take carries from Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, yeah. We've seen this story before of he comes in, he's going to start out the guy, but he's going to have a short leash because he's a rookie. And so if he doesn't perform for the first couple games, then those other guys are going to start getting mixed in because the Cowboys want to win more than they care about him producing. So he'll end up in a committee, maybe eventually even like probably not get fully benched, but he could lose his job if he doesn't come out of the gate swanging. Swanging, yeah. And and even if he does get the majority of the snaps – if, if it's only like a 55 to 45 split, that's still not good first-round value. No. I know everybody wants to coin Ezekiel Elliott as the next Todd Gurley, and he is talented. Mm-hmm. But I, it's just too risky for me personally. I don't hate him as a player. I, in fact, I kind of I'm hate excited Ezekiel to see him Elliott. play. You hate I him hate as him. a person. Let's be honest. I just Well, with the, with the recent news that has yet to be verified, he yeah. might not be the best person in the world. But yeah, that's... that's 
neither uh, here nor there. Neither nor there. Dez. Oh, Dez. Le'Veon Bell going in the first round, like we said. No yeah, chance he makes it to the third. That's very high, I think, given the people on the board. Yeah, I would I would take Lamar Miller. I'd take Jamal. Jamal Charles hasn't gone yet. No, people this, are afraid of Jamal this year. This he's like, going to be a steal. He's going to be a steal, and I'm starting to like the 12th spot even more for what this guy might do, which is take Lamar and Jamal and, at the turn and just lock in two. Um, ugh, it takes Gronk. But <laughs> two top five running backs potentially at the 12th spot. Yeah, that would be a great turn if you had the 12th pick and you took Miller and Jamal right Jamal there. Jamal about that base. That's Lamar is already Jamal about the base. Yeah, it's robust, Jamal very robust. Base. But Gronk goes. Gronk at the beginning of the second isn't hateful. Just a little, a little high for me. Yeah, not something I would do. Ooh, Mike Evans going a little early. That's a little early. I would take Jordy or Robinson ahead of him. Keenan. I would take a lot of people before. I would take Al, Al Sean over Mike Evans. Yeah, I would too. But I like I like Evans this year. He's a solid second round pick. Yeah, but I think towards the latter half of the second round. Yeah. Let's see. So I'm next up on the clock. So like I said before, I'm hoping for a Doug Martin or a Mark Ingram to fall to me as my running back one or or Jamal Charles. Now, I don't think Charles will make it to me, but if he does, I'm just swimming. That'd be pretty swimming. surprising. I don't, I, there's yeah. no way he makes it to you. Let's see if he, this guy goes Le'Veon and Charles. Watch him auto-draft Charles, and then you can just Good go full time. tilt. Yeah. Come on, 10. Here it is. Oh, and there it goes. Is it Jamal? Is it? Oh, Jordy. Oh, Jordy. Wow. Right with his with his hiccup, Jordy, still going early in the the second round. Did that guy just join, take Le'Veon, and quit? He's like, that's all I needed. Just got to take Le'Veon in the first so time sick. out. Or he accidentally took Le'Veon. He's like, then, shit, fuck this. I'm out. ruined. Yeah. See, this guy's gonna take Jamal. He already took Hopkins. He can't wait till the third. Yep. There can't it wait is. till the third round. So he takes Jamal. Good pick. I'm to pair guaranteed. I'm guaranteed one of Martin or. Ingram, who I do prefer over Lacey. I know Lacey's all the rage. Uh, Freeman as well, who just went before. I think out of the two, I like Doug Martin a little bit more this year. Just he has a soft schedule, and he blew up last year. Mm -hmm. Um, I have no problems taking Ingram here. I think they're both great, but I have Martin slightly ahead of Ingram. So So I'll go ahead and grab Martin here. There and with is. Doug Martin, I'll probably look at grabbing a Sims later on in the draft. Not too idea. early, but Sims is one of those handcuffs that is worth owning. Yeah, if Doug went down, uh, Sims would become the three down back there very likely and have quite a bit of value. Yeah, Sims exactly. is a popular zero RB target for that same reason. Yeah, because he would take over the role completely, all three downs. Yeah, And he still has value on his own, too. Oh, yeah, as a third down back, he certainly... We'll still get in there. Uh, right now, I'm hoping Ingram makes a pass this guy to me because I'd be very happy with both Ingram and Gurley coming That'd out of the one-two punch. This guy's looking like he might auto-pick two. Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy. I don't there hate you go, that pick. Ingram. It's not a hateful pick. Uh, so I will say I'm going to take Ingram, but also I like McCoy quite a bit. Uh, I've been liking McCoy more and more as the offseason goes on. No more Carlos. They're talking about shining Reggie Bush, which basically means LaShawn will be the guy. Um <laughs> You have no no confidence in Reggie Bush? <laughs> no, none at all. So I former think, former first round running back? No. Uh and so LaShawn has the higher ceiling, I think. LaShawn could finish as a top three running back. He's done it before, he could do it again. Uh but he has a lower floor than Ingram with just the injury concerns. Uh Carlos will be back, so it's not like Carlos is just gone. Uh yeah. so in that case I will take Ingram. 
Yeah, I like Ingram here. McCoy will probably get picked in the next three picks, I would imagine, because one, two, and three started off wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I I would guess that one of them would take Keenan and start off wide receiver, wide receiver. Either this this pick right here or the next one will probably be For Keenan sure. Allen. Yeah, I think both Keenan and Marshall will be gone before it gets back to me. But if you can snag Marshall... Oh, A-Rob, I forgot he was still out there. Yeah, that's good value for A-Rob. Yeah, Marshall, I'd be very happy with if I could get him in the third as my wide receiver one. Because after him, there's definitely a drop-off. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Hopefully these guys go a little bit more uh, running back heavy. Let's see. There goes Keenan. And Amari, okay, all three of them wow. are going wide receiver, wide receiver. There's all, McCoy. Are we looking at the yeah, McCoy to start off the third? Um, no, that's, that's good okay. value though. That's I like that guy's draft so far. Odell and Cooper with Lashawn as his RB one. Yeah, that's solid coming out of the one hole. Now, would you t- would you have taken McCoy if he fell to you? Would you have started on running back, running back, running back? Assuming I had both McCoy and Marshall, uh, yeah, I think I would honestly, because to me, like that's actually kind of the end of a tier that like. Ingram, McCoy, Martin, that's like the end of the like true RB1 tier to me, and so I think I would take it, yeah. Yeah, ooh, Brandon Cooks. I like Brandon Cooks a lot this year. Uh, oh! Ooh, there you go. There's your Brandon Marshall. There's my Brandon that's Marshall slipping to me. One. Uh, easy pick. I'll talk about some of the others for a second because I got 40 seconds roughly to play with. Um, T.Y. isn't a totally hateful pick here. You know, high ceiling. If you think the Colts are going to bounce back, then he is definitely the the main guy behind it. Uh, Cam, awful pick here. Kelvin, awful pick here. I don't. Demarius would actually be a really good pick here too. Uh, if Marshall wasn't here, Demarius would be who I'd be taking. Um, yeah, and actually, that's who I'll take if he makes it to me. Yeah, but I will lock in Marshall, and uh, we'll see if your Demarius keeps well, on I'll take, sliding. I'll take Ty before Demarius, but oh. I'm assuming Ty goes next. Explain that to me. Explain Ty over Demarius. Um, with AJ Green as oh, there's Demarius. Well, mm. so my decision's been made for me. With AJ Green as my first round pick, I think he has a pretty high floor. Oh. I like the explosive upside that Ty Hilton brings coming in the wide receiver two spot. So I'll go ahead and take Ty. Uh, Kelvin has been going a lot in the third round, which I don't really like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not as high on Kelvin this year. I just I think his completion rate, his rookie year was awful and he scored a lot of his points in garbage time i know cam is talking him up this year like oh Kel- our offense is going to run through kelvin benjamin but i just don't buy him in the third round i much prefer guys like ty hilton or demarius targaryen so ty hilton is my kind of boom wide receiver two here i'm very happy with aj green ty hilton as one two with doug martin as a solid running back one yeah that's a good combo because yeah yeah because demarius would have been another high floor wide receiver one where that combo might win you some weeks but it might not whereas ty when ty goes off he usually wins you the week so that's a yeah, nice pairing yeah. with aj i like it oh kelvin going there and the third man i hate that guy's team zeke devonta and kelvin that's just like it's it's not good i yeah. mean <laughs> and watch that team just explode if yeah. this was a real draft yeah in a real draft that team wins the whole thing yeah, of course, because, you know, a rookie in the first round, <laughs> Devontae Freeman, who fell off of a cliff at the end of the season in the second, yeah. and somebody who missed the entire 2015 season in the third. Who was, like, Ooh. the least efficient receiver in the league during his rookie year. Like, just... Uh, just terrible. Really bad. But he Forte put up good in, fantasy numbers. He did, so. no. I mean, he was he was good, but he was also awful. He was kind of like Blake Bortles. Um, 
Forte in the third. <laughs> Tell me what you think about uh, Matt Forte this year. Matt Forte is an interesting one. In the third, I don't hate it, but I'd much rather I'd take Latavius Murray. I'd actually take C.J. Anderson ahead of Matt Forte. Oh, hot take. That's, that is a little bit of a hot take because of CJ's reputation after his last year. Yeah. Uh, complete first round bust. Forte, I think because he was signed to a contract that's actually similar to Bilal Powell's, they oh, definitely oh. are planning on using Bilal Powell a lot. And I think it will be one of those situations where it's not going to be a clear cut backfield. They'll probably be full possessions where. They'll just give the ball to Bilal. They'll be Forte possessions. Neither of them are really like goal line running backs, so I'm not too sure what the Jets are going to do there. I mean, obviously Forte over Bilal in that regard, but I think there's just too much uncertainty with the usage mm. for Matt Forte in the third. I don't hate him at the end of the third. I'd definitely take him in the fourth, but like I said, I would take Latavius before him because he's that. a clear cut yeah, I'll running take Latavius back over Oakland. Forte for sure. I'd take C.J. Anderson over him as well carlos hyde Ooh, i take forte over hyde yeah so uh, i will say that i think the most likely goal line back in new york is probably kiri robinson doing the exact same thing he did to ingram yeah yeah so roger so here is going to be an interesting situation there are still some running backs on the board but the tier has completely shifted after mm-hmm. we saw I guess Murray, if you want to include Murray in that tier. But after Murray yeah. went, we're left with C.J. Anderson. Nope, Maybe as the last running back in the tier, and there he goes. So I'm going to see if I can get some value in the wide receiver field. And if Sammy Watkins makes it to me in the fourth, I'm going Sammy Watkins, mm-hmm. again, with the upside. And he has the potential to be a top-five running back. Oh, I mean, wide receiver, but there he goes. But there he goes. Wow. So you got some uh, difficult decisions to make. So now... I don't like Langford here. There's just too much uncertainty again with the Chicago backfield. I know he's slated as a starter there, but I like Jordan Howard. I like his chances to come in and steal the job. Ryan Matthews would be the running back I'd take. So it's to me, it's between geez, Jeremy Macklin and Ryan Matthews here. And I'm going to go ahead and grab Ryan Matthews in the fourth, which may be a little bit high. But the reason why I'm going to do this is because I don't know if he makes it back to me in the fifth round. And sometimes you have to make slight reaches to get the guys that you really want because I just have a feeling, especially with a guy that's in the two-hole that has taken three wide receivers to start, you kind of have to look at the board in front of you. I just don't think Matthews would have made it back. So maybe a slight reach there, but I do like Matthews a lot this year. Yeah. I know there's already news that he's you know a little bit banged up still, but I think by the time the season rolls around, he's going to be the clear-cut starter in Philly. So I'm happy there. Talking through my entire goddamn pick. Can't believe you're doing this to me. I'm going to have no time to go over it. Um, I would take Jonathan Stewart, but I think he'll be here back around the other side, I'm hoping. So I'm probably going to go wide receiver because none of these other running backs are super inspiring. So it's either Macklin or not Edelman. A little too early for Tate. It's just going to be Macklin, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Not the highest ceiling of the bunch, but his floor is incredibly safe. And he does have those blow-up games occasionally. So as a wide receiver, too, he's pretty solid. And he's pretty much the only thing in Kansas City outside of Travis Kelsey. Yeah. It's Jeremy Macklin. 
Yeah, I would have so. taken. Uh, I probably would have gone Doug Baldwin if he had slipped a little more. Not because Dougie I, Fresh. Dougie Fresh. Not because I think he's necessarily. He's not safer. He's certainly not safer. But he has the higher ceiling, which again, Marshall I think is going to have a super high floor with Fitzpatrick back. So it's kind of Fitzmagic. So it's kind of a similar thing of trying to pair a high ceiling with a high floor. But I got two high floor guys instead. But there will be plenty of high ceiling guys to come as the draft goes yes. on. Yeah, I like the the floor of your team definitely. Between Ingram, Macklin, Marshall, actually all four of your players provide a very high floor. So consistency yeah. won't be an issue there. Man, Jeremy Hill in the fourth, huh? It's a it's quite the reach. <laughs> Thomas Rawls and Jeremy oh, Hill. No, Jonathan Stewart. Jeez, oh, God. See, I got greedy. There he goes. I was like, oh, he'll make it to the fifth. His ADP is so low on fantasy football calculator. And there it is. Maybe I should have done the reach, but I'll have to pivot. Uh, I'm looking at Matt Jones to be the guy I take if you can get a few more Ooh. spots. Matt Jones. Ooh. Matt Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, if he doesn't make it, uh, curl up a ball on the floor and cry to myself if he doesn't i'll probably just go golden tate maybe at that point just go a third wide receiver values there for golden tate yeah or or moncrief i don't it gets interesting at that spot because golden tate has the higher floor moncrief the higher ceiling maybe i go moncrief i don't know man hopefully matt jones just makes it to me i don't have to decide beyond lewis yeah he might who would i go here well, I won't steal. I won't steal your airtime. I'll let you think this out. Oh, Tate's <laughs> oh, gone. Tate's gone. Uh, so really, be looking at this is between Matt Jones, Moncrief. I would say, yeah, because he's the number two in a presumably elite offense bouncing back. Um, yeah, Julian Edelman's interesting. Just those first four games without Brady are worrisome, and after that, it kind of just turns into guys that aren't worth a fifth round pick to me. I'm kind of thinking Matt Jones for the upside, you know? He's, he's one of yeah. the last high upside running backs. Left. He's going to get all the touches in Washington. Yeah. All of them. And he's pretty. He's a pretty talented boy. Uh, so I think I'm going to go Matt Jones. I mean, he had terrible running back metrics last year. But... He wasn't, like, good on paper, <laughs> but the upside is there. But he's a de facto running back in Washington, so yeah. you go volume over talent sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes I, do that, not man. that he's not talented, but he had some issues last year. He's just which inconsistent is really his problem. Yeah. Oh, my word. I'm in an interesting spot here. Now, because I have T.Y. Hilton, I don't know that I want to take Moncrief. I mean, they're, bo- they're both viable, definitely. Let's see here. This is going to be a little bit... My thought process is I'd probably take Michael Floyd or in the running back hole. There's, I don't like Ivory. I don't like Ajahi. One of these guys will probably come back to me in the next round. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to get a wide receiver here. Now, do I take Moncrief or Floyd or Decker? Decker is interesting, too. He's like a high floor guy. Yeah, I think I'm going to take Decker actually here. Again, it might be a slight reach for Decker. I think maybe he makes it to the early sixth. But with Hilton already as a boom wide receiver, I do like the floor of Eric Decker. And now with Fitzpatrick back, I think he'll be a solid fifth-round value as a wide receiver. Well, on my team, he's a wide receiver three, which is what I like. Yeah. As a wide receiver two, I'm still a little bit iffy with Eric Decker. 
I don't hate him as a wide receiver two. I think he's a very solid wide receiver two, but I absolutely love him as a wide receiver three. So, yeah, it's a wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside, and I think probably wide receiver two floor. Like short of yeah. like it's getting hurt or that offense just like truly imploding out of nowhere. I think like wide receiver two is a very safe floor for him. Yeah, and there goes Russ. Russ in the fifth. That's like a a bit much. I don't hate it because he does have overall top QB in his range of outcomes, but it's still like I still wouldn't have done it. Yeah, I mean, really the six is the earliest that I would even take an elite quarterback. Yeah. And they don't seem to be lasting that long. So I don't think it's a dis- oh my goodness, Foster in the six. All right. Wow. This, this guy's a believer. He's he all believes. in. Well, he took Ajahi and Foster, so he's just locking up the backfield. <laughs> he's like, I'm but taking his Dolphins backfield. He basically just spent a fifth and a sixth-round pick on one running back or a timeshare, which is not a very good move, in my opinion. It's a timeshare unless you're sure that Foster is going to get hurt, because I don't believe Foster's yeah. the every-down back, and the only way Ajayi ends up the guy is if Foster gets hurt. So it's, you're banking on an injury when you do that. Sixth round here. What you got? What you got? So the way I'm thinking is this. If I'm looking at the running back pool, I see Gio Bernard, mm-hmm. I see Melvin Gordon, I see Frank Gore, who I'm not going to take, uh, Amir Abdul, Abdullah, the Abdullah Express. Abdullah Express, ah. Choo Choo. <laughs> All aboard. Oh, you know what? Mm. I'm going to take somebody I believe will have a great year. Oh, shit. Who with it? It's coming. It's who coming. It? The Duke. Oh, shit. Johnson. Johnson. Wow. Sixth round as my running back three. I think game script will be on his side the majority of the season. I think he has the potential to catch 60 to 70 passes. And I don't like Crow. So I think Duke Johnson will see a good amount of work in Cleveland. Sure. And they're, I mean, slated to be a run-heavy offense. So I think he'll be on the field a good chunk of the time so i like duke johnson here again it's probably a a bit of a reach for duke i could have taken geo there i think most experts would have put geo over duke johnson but i'm in on duke this year something wrong with that i like that pick he's it's it's good to take the guy who has guaranteed work you know if he is the guaranteed third down back and if things go his way he can take over the full-time job whereas crow at most is the early down back he'll never get more than that yeah, uh, with I mean, you pick, can say the same about Geo. Yeah, I'm going to make my pick, and then I'll talk about it. Uh, Melvin uh, Gordon, uh, I, I like him quite a bit this year in the sixth round. I think that's that's really good value for a guy that is the early down back there. Uh, he won't get third down work, but that's not really an issue. Uh, what he needs to do is start getting goal line work, which I believe he is a better goal line back than Danny Woodhead. I think what we saw last year was insane. Uh, and it's really just you're banking on will the Chargers be better? And they started off the year really good, and just the offensive line fell apart, and the offense imploded. Uh, Should be healthy, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's betting on his talent because I think he is quite talented. Every time I watched him last year, I was like, he looks really good, and he's just like inches away from breaking a big run. Just like never quite happened for him. Uh, yeah. So for the, the sixth round as my RB4, I feel like it's a pretty pretty safe bet because even if it doesn't work yeah. out, it's not – it's not like I'm ruining my lineup with my fourth running back busting. Yeah, it's an RB4. Nothing 
to complain about there, really. I mean, your take could have been a lot shorter. Melvin Gordon just needs to stop being awful because he was awful last year. He, I mean, if you look if you look at his numbers, <laughs> he was the worst running back in the league look, by man. a lot of different metrics. Look, man, metrics for sure are like whatever; they're fine. But yeah. you gotta you gotta trust your eyes sometimes. Oh, you gotta watch the tape. Watch the tape for once, man, and you'll see. He was electric with the ball in his hands, you know? Oh, like, he take. he had something special. Now, right now, I'm hoping one of John Brown or Tyler Lockett makes it to me because I'll, I'll be very happy with it. them as a wide receiver three. This was I did the same thing with Stewart of gambling that it would make it around the turn. One of them will make it to me. Yeah. Here it comes. Lockett's getting taken right now. Although this guy already has four wide receivers. He's going to go running back. He's probably deciding between uh, four – Maybe four set. Four set in the seventh isn't awful, actually. There is. There is four set. Um, So I'm sitting here, Tyler Lockett, John Brown. Who will I take? Uh, This is a difficult decision, one I've been faced with recently in an MFL 10. Um, And it's tough because John Brown is kind of the wide receiver three in a more lethal passing offense. Lockett was probably the wide receiver two in something a little more conservative. Um, Yeah. If you'd ask me, you're this, gonna take Lockett. You're gonna look, take Lockett. Look, let me, let me do the drama. Come on, let me build this up. <laughs> let me have this moment. Yeah, I'll, fine. I'll take Lockett. I'm gonna draft him. <laughs> but let me, you know, if you'd asked me this a week or two ago, I would have said John Brown because I thought it was more in on him. But when I actually started looking closely at Lockett's numbers and thinking about it, I think he's on, you know, the precipice of a monumental breakout, as someone once said. Wow, that that sounds like a familiar tweet that may it or does. may not have just been blasted on the Twitter machine. Yeah, Deshaun. And is your pick? Travis Kelsey. Oh, you know who's sitting here in the seventh? John Brown's sitting there in the seventh. You know who else is sitting here in the seventh? One Delaney Walker. <laughs> You're going to do it? You're going to pull the trick on Delaney Walker? <laughs> I, I'm not going to pull the I love Delaney Walker, as Leo will attest to, but yeah. I am going to go ahead. I'm going to make a bit of a surprising pick here. Actually, it's not that surprising. I, let me just double check. How much time do I have? We're in the seventh round? Okay. I think the value is right for... Jordan Matthews. Oh, that's interesting. Just okay. because I think he will see a ton of volume. Mm-hmm. And if you look at his statistics, I know he got hated on a lot last year. He, he ended the year strong. He just wasn't what people drafted him to be. Yeah. And recency bias will tell you not to draft him this year. And he's sitting here in the seventh. And I think he actually has wide receiver two potential. Yeah. So I don't hate him as my wide receiver four. I actually like him a lot in this spot. And it was between Jordan Matthews and John Brown. And I love John Brown. Actually, Bench Dash loves John Brown. Smokey John. Even but though we, we both, both passed, passed on him. him. Yeah, we love him even though we both passed on him. For guys that are lower in our top 50 rankings, which means our rankings no. are faulty. It's, it's fluid. The top 50 is fluid. <laughs> it's you know, fluid. it's always changing. Oh, oh, Delaney! See, that's we just had this conversation hey. off air. You love Delaney, but the problem is with his ADP is that there's other guys that have more upside at their position and are more valuable. Like, we really going to pass on Jordan Matthews and John Brown for Delaney Walker? No, you weren't. Eighth round? Oh. Sure, that's a little less hateful, but it would have oh. been a reach. Hurts my heart a little bit. That's fine. Delaney! That's fine. This is life. Deal with it. Target machine, Delaney Walker. That guy is just built like a Mack truck, too. He's just running people That's over. That's like really good analysis. That's it. <laughs> really, really top hey, notch stuff. Hey, you were spouting off about watching the tape. <laughs> if you watch the tape on Delaney Walker, he just, ugh. It's buttery. It's buttery. Sure. You could use buttery. food analogies for tape. That's like really clear. That's it. That's it. Juicy, <laughs> buttery, steaming. Coming Let's back see. to you, who are you looking Coming at? Eighth round. Eighth round. See, I'm sitting on three running backs here. 
Who do we have? Still a little bit early because I don't – I mean, I like Eli. Oh, Carson Palmer is sitting here, which is interesting. Not, not a bad value in the eighth. I would say it might be a very good value in the eighth. If, if Carson Palmer makes it to me, I'm thinking about it for sure. You will think about it, yeah. This, guy, this guy's not going to take him. He just took Russell. Thing. Yep, there you go. Gary Barnage, barnyard dog going in the eighth. Roof, so roof. I got <laughs> <laughs> We're off the rails now. Carson Palmer in the middle of the eighth. Oof. This is, this is where uh, it's going to make or break my team. Because if I don't get Sims, I'm going to be very upset. I still think the ace a little bit too early for Sims. I think you're probably safe. I'm going to take I'm going to take him from you, but, you know. (laughs) Just to throw my (laughs) draft in the toilet. I'm taking Palmer because he uh, he does have an explosive offense. And in the eighth round, we've always talked about the eighth round being right around the earliest we'd take a quarterback like Palmer. Mm -hmm. Now, in the sixth, if a Breeze or Wilson or Rodgers – Newton are sitting there. We're taking them in the sixth. But I, I like Palmer in the eighth here. Yeah. Typically, yeah. Okay, it's your pick. Yeah, happily, let me talk. Yeah, you, you, have, you have your turn. Yeah, Calm so down. Uh, I'm really deciding between uh, Kevin White and Marvin Jones. You know, who, who do I want as my wide receiver for in this spot? I think Kevin White has the higher ceiling, uh, better player, theoretically. He is also yeah. the number two in an offense that I think could do better. But Marvin Jones is a little more proven. Uh, he's not coming off of a season-long injury. But I'm going to say go for the upside. Why not? K. White? K. White. Ooh, I like K. White. Yep. I like K. White in the eighth. That is all upside. Yeah. And you have to remember, people tend to forget that Kevin White was being talked about in the 2014 draft as being ahead of Amari Cooper. Yeah. Or yeah, it was like a 1A, 1B kind of thing. It was like, well, Cooper is like a more polished route runner, but Kevin White is a more raw, like better athlete. Yeah. And he missed the entire season. He kind of fell into obscurity a little bit. Mm. But, I mean, with Alshon there, Kevin White could could see a, a hefty amount of targets. I know Jay Cutler loves Alshon, but Alshon is going to be the primary focus of that offense. Uh, could open up the field for Kevin White a little bit if he can clean up his route running. Yeah. He's he, got also- the, he has the physical tools. Oh, Tori. Oof. Tori I like Tori a lot. I, don't, I probably wouldn't have taken him in the ninth, so I don't know why I'm upset about it. But I, I just I like Tory, so I'm like, oh man, I guess I don't have him. I know, and the eighth's a little bit early. I would have taken Tory in the ninth. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, I didn't even see that Sims went right after I picked Palmer. Yeah, man, that, that was, was a real dumb pick for you, right there. Uh, as I That's sit here, straight. Oh shit! I don't love any of the QB value. Eli's interesting, but at this point, I think I'd rather just wait a little bit longer. Uh, running backs, it's none of these guys are really worth a ninth round pick to me. Um, so it's kind of, do I take my fifth wide receiver? Do I swing for like a, a Marvin Jones or a Stephon Diggity? Stephon Diggs, no or Diggity. do I pivot no. and take who apparently is my boy, uh, Ladarius Green? Uh, <laughs> black and yellow, black and yellow. Black, black and yellow, yeah, the black and yellow man. Uh, it's a ninth round, which is not a hateful place to start taking a tight end. Yeah. You believe in his upside. Uh, the issue that I pause with is that there are plenty of other tight ends with very good upside that are a better value, like Dwayne Allen, Eric Ebron. But then I have to count on them making it back to me. It might not. And then there isn't anyone else at the spot where I'm like, ooh, but I really want this player. Suspense. The suspense is the building. Suspense. So it's really like Marvin as my 
fifth wide receiver. Darius is my tight end. You know what? You know what? You know what? You're taking him, right? Taking Ladarius. Boom. There it is. The question is, do you believe in Ladarius in the ninth? I think Cher said it. Do you believe Ladarius in the ninth? I mean, I believe in Ladarius more than you believe in Delaney is what we found out, basically. See, I I still only have three running backs on my team. Now, ideally, I would lock up Tampa Bay's backfield, but Sims was snaked, which isn't ideal. Wendell Smallwood is not worth owning. Uh, Crow in the ninth. <laughs> is, is Crow even on the board? He got taken already. What am I talking about? Yeah, he went super so early. I don't like for the running reason. backs here. You know what? I'm going to go a little heavy on the, on the wide receiver field. I think Marvin Jones is great value yeah. on the ninth. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and go for a value pick here, even though I'm a little light on running backs. But I mean, Marvin Jones over Kenneth Dixon. Marvin Jones over. I mean, if you look at what's left in the running back pool, we basically have. The high upside guys that will probably still be there in the 10th, C.J. Procise, Kenneth Dixon, uh, and then handcuff territory with Chris Johnson, Devontae Booker. Ooh, Booker, my boy. Devontae Booker. Devontae Booker, the greatest rookie running back of all times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're getting to that range of running backs where they're kind of all the same. They're kind of all these upside backups, so it's why would you reach for one in the 9th? And you can wait and have a guy with just as much upside in another round or two. Yeah. But yeah, Marvin Jones, I love in the ninth. Tevin Coleman, I, I did like in the ninth as well. I would have taken Coleman there. Mm-hmm. Blunt in the ninth. Sterling Shepard, that's a, that's a good ninth-round pick. And there goes Diggs. There goes Diggs. I guess I, I'm not... You're sold on Diggs. My only issue with Diggs is he's the number two in a very conservative offense. Like, how much volume is he going to see? Well, you assume he's a number two because you think Lequan is going to come in and take the number one reps. But I think if you look at Diggs' numbers last year as compared to a lot of other rookie studs, then you think that he is just on this upward trajectory. And I think they are trying to get Teddy more involved i know this was the narrative last year as well okay we want teddy to throw the ball they have adrian peterson i think a key factor here is that their offensive line is finally healthy and teddy will have more time to sit in the pocket and throw and obviously opposing defenses are going to hone in on adrian peterson Mm -hmm. so theoretically if we're seeing an eight-man box it should open up the field for treadwell and Diggs. and i think Diggs has shown the explosiveness uh more so after the catch. So he's one of those receivers where he catches the ball and runs. So a poor man's I, I Tyler like Lockett, his, you might say. A poor, poor man's Tyler Lockett. There it is. Pop it and lock it again. Yeah. The title but I like driver. Diggs in the ninth. I like Diggs in the ninth. I, think, I feel like he's a forgotten man because the hype was so strong last mm-hmm. year when he first came in and was tearing it up for the first couple of weeks. And then it wasn't even that he fell off. He just went back to what you would expect of a rookie wide receiver in a conservative offense. Yeah. He wasn't putting up 10 to 15 points a week. And people are like, oh, my gosh, hype train is derailed. And he's kind of fallen off. Who are you looking at chunk. here? Who you got? Yeah. Jeez. Now I'm looking at who we have as a tight end. The Arizona defense? The Seattle defense? The Denver defense? See, here I'm looking at this guy definitely won't take a third tight end. So I have my quarterback locked up. Again, oh, DGB, all about that upside. (laughs) See, this is the thing. 
Okay. There are still some great tight ends on the board. There are. I'm in that position where do I take a Julius Thomas here, who I do believe will have a tight end one season, or do I wait for like a Dwayne Allen later on? Let me mm. see who else. I'm running out of time already. Wide receivers, Corey Coleman, running backs, Kenneth Dixon here. You know what? I'm taking I'm taking Julius. I still Peter think Julius. High upside guys will be there in the 11th round for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and lock up who I consider to be a tight end one this year in the 10th. Um, I would have been happy with Dwayne Allen or Eric Ebron, Lebron in the later rounds as well. Just peeking at the draft board So here. we've arrived at my pick. Um, my sort of like flag quarterback that I'm looking at is Tyrod Taylor, uh, Ty Goat, Ty God. Uh, the issue is it's a, it's a little bit of a reach right here. The guys between me and my next pick, two of them already have quarterbacks. One of them doesn't, so we could definitely take Ty Goat. Um, so it's a bit risky. But I look at who else is here. Are there any running backs I super love? Not really. Any wide receivers? Where it's like, oh man, I gotta have this guy. Not really either. So I'm kind of. I think I'm gonna gonna reach for Tyrod. Yeah, reaching for him, huh? There it is. Ty Goat. It's, it's a small reach. You know, he might have been there when it comes back around, but it's, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anyone particularly special. <laughs> this is where we need the clip of the goat screaming like a uh, human. <laughs> 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 Ty Goat Taylor. Yeah. Oh, there goes Gates. There goes Gates. I like Gates this year, actually. He just All he does Dude, is catch the- touchdowns. <laughs> Hot analysis. Well, there does. it is. It is. Hot takes. Yeah. Bench dash FF. This guy okay. is definitely going to take a quarterback. Oh, oh there Kirk goes Kirk Cousins. Cousins. Yeah, see, he's awful. That yeah, guy's made Kirk. a huge mistake. Tenth round. Tenth That's round. a little bit high for my for my yeah. liking. Well, it, even it though I'm Dixon. all on Kirk Cousins this year. Yeah. Dixon. See, I like Dixon, but it's like it's such a committee. The odds of him fully winning that job it just feel really slim to me. Yeah, because they also have Buck Allen there, who will probably yeah, be the book. involved third downs, passing downs. Yeah, they have Forsett, who apparently, according to uh, camp discussion, is the guy in Baltimore. The guy. Oh, so we're coming up on my next pick here. Uh, I'm done with quarterback and tight end. Not even going to look at it. Pretend like it doesn't exist for the rest of the draft. Um, I'm looking at running back. Chris Johnson's a little interesting. Devonta Booker's a little interesting. Uh, we look at wide receiver. Uh, I still like Coleman, despite the Gordon news. Yeah. Uh, Travis Benjamin. Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed. No, not really. I. You're hating on Willie Sneed, huh? There's nothing wrong with Willie Sneed. I just don't care about him. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think I'm going to go Corey Coleman here, and it's because Gordon's going to miss the first four games. Who says he's even going to stay sober though, till then? And who says he's going to yeah. be good and not just end up suspended again? Like, Gordon is so risky that he, he might play three games this season. Who knows? Who knows? Coleman, the upside is still there. I like it. Yeah. Taking the cold in train. The 11th, in the 11th, there's nothing wrong with taking Corey Coleman, even with Josh Gordon being healthy. Yeah. And he's not, by the way. If you read the news reports, he's already, like, busted his hamstring. Yeah, his conditioning is gone. God, he, <laughs> he hasn't seen the field. And by the time he plays a game... It will have been 10, uh, 10 years. What am I talking about? <laughs> 10 Two years. 10 years, Josh Gordon. <laughs> Most people not don't know Josh Gordon is older than Tom Brady. 
All right. So I definitely need a running back. Yeah. I already have five five wide receivers. I have my quarterback and what uh tight end taken care of. I'm a little bit light on running back here, so I'm gonna go for a high upside running back. Now it's between Devontae Booker and DeAndre Washington. Mm. I do like Bilal Powell though. Oh bull. Bilal Powell. <laughs> you know what? I'm oh. going below. Whoa. Going Defend below. yourself. Below Paul. Oh, did I time out? No, I got him. You got him. <laughs> Defend that heinous pick of Bull Pull in the below 11th round. Uh, I already talked about it a little bit earlier with the Forte. No one remembers. Take. No one. That was in round three. Come on. <laughs> that was eight rounds ago. Yeah. D Rock, get it together. So, Bull Paul. I think he will see a lot of work in new york forte is getting old i feel like that's a narrative around a lot of running backs though and i don't mm. really like it i don't like that it's kind of brushing street of running back. yeah oh he's old jamal charles is old <laughs> he's not gonna do anything yeah you know any running back or wide receiver that's creeping up above the 30 mark is oh he's old he won't perform there's no other basis behind their take other than age is oh, this oh is forget back. him is that all i need I don't even think I'll have time to touch on Bilal Powell. Okay, basically, I think he'll get a lot of touches. I think he'll see entire series mm. and a lot, well, all of the third down passing work. They, like that they used him a lot at the end of last year. If you remember when Ivory started to break I down. I don't remember any of it. Bilal Paul, Bilal Paul. Oh, Booker. No. You are, you are hoping Booker would make it back around to you. I was hoping Booker. Oh, my DeAndre God. DeAndre Washington is still there. You could uh, do that. That's exactly who I'm going to do. That's who you gonna do? That's who I'm gonna do. Doing a little DA. Boom. There it is. DeAndre Washington is a good pick. That I think whoever that running back is in Oakland is gonna be productive behind that. Yeah, obesity the offensive line. It's a beast this year. Yeah. I think a lot of people are kind of forgetting about the improvements that the offensive line made in Oakland this year, and the offensive line was already good last year. I think people are just afraid of Raiders. After 13 years of god-awfulness. Yeah, it's a a little unfair bias. It's kind of like how I honestly think a lot of Brandon Marshall being a third-round pick is because he's on the Jets. I think if he was on, like, a bigger-name team, he'd be going in the second round. It's a little absurd. Cowboys? Yeah, if he's on the Cowboys, he'd be a second-round pick for sure. Um, So I'm sitting here, and there's two running backs on this list that jump out to me. I already have them highlighted when we're watching this nose. Uh, Chris Johnson. Because because who knows that David Johnson is really the starter? Who I think that mm-hmm. is like an unfair assumption. Beat reporters have even been saying that Chris Johnson is the starter. And people just brush it off like, nah, nah, it's not true. I don't believe it. So it could be Chris Johnson. Um, the other name that jumps out to me is Josh Ferguson of the Indianapolis Colts. Ooh, but okay. he's going to be around for a while, so I can wait on that. Yeah. Um, so I'll just take Chris Johnson. Talk about that a little more. Uh, yeah, Josh Ferguson is pretty much all that's there behind old man Frank Gore, who is. Most people don't know this, 87 years old, uh, on, on the precipice of it? just imploding. Yeah, first carry of the game, of, yeah. of the season, That's he's it. just going to collapse. And then Josh Ferguson will be the guy there, and anyone in a, that offense is going to get a lot of scoring opportunities. So I like that. Right, there it is. Frank Gore is going to spontaneously combust uh, when he receives the first carry of the year. Yep. So bench-take. Bench-take. And with Chris Johnson, you know, I touched on it a little bit, but we don't know that David Johnson is a de facto starter. Chris Johnson mm-hmm. was pretty productive before David Johnson went down. People play it down like he wasn't. Like, oh, he was fine. Chris Johnson was great until he got hurt. Yeah. 
Uh, so vintage Chris Johnson. It was vintage, yeah. He had some vintage runs. There's that one play where everyone thought he was down and he wasn't, and then he just, you know, yeah. that was vintage Chris Johnson. Crazy. We're just gushing on Chris Johnson <laughs> right now. It's um, a love affair with Chris Johnson. I got to point out right now, Dwayne <laughs> Allen in the 12th is great value for that guy. Um, yes. Dwayne Allen could be great That's this true. year for the same reason that Josh Ferguson could be great. So I support that guy's decision. Uh, making the tight end position great again. Making it great America. again. So here we are in the 13th round. <laughs> this is the last Ryan position Tannehill. pick because 14th and 15th are going to be defense and kicker for us because we're not insane. Yeah. So I've got to think, do I want another receiver? Do I want another running back? i got five receivers, five running backs. I tend to lean more depth at running back because they are constantly dying. It's um, <laughs> a true fact. And so of the list, do I go with uh, Joshy Fergie? Um, or do Jay, I go with like Jay a Bird? Paul Perkins is also a good pick. Jordan Howard's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buck Allen is okay. I kind of want to stay away from it because that backfield is so muddy. Tim Hightower, if I want to just handcuff uh, Mark Ingram, but I don't, so I won't. Um, yeah, you hate handcuffs. I think this has already been established. I think handcuffing is reasonable in like an MFL ten, but no, in, you hate you hate it. You I hate it. I hate it. Just, it's like what I'm, I'm going to hold this guy for how long when I could be using that bench space to to stash someone on the bench? Oh, no, bench name stash. Drop. No, 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 name drop. Sure. So anyway, I got to <laughs> choose one of these three running backs: uh, Jordan Howard behind a uh, fat, fat Jeremy Langford, uh, Paul Perkins <laughs> behind. Uh, old broken Rashad Jennings or Josh Ferguson behind the corpse of Frank Gore it's actually kind of a difficult choice uh, I know you like Jordan Howard and Paul Perkins I do uh, you In didn't fact, even know who Josh Ferguson vote. was before I said his name just now I've decided uh, so, no. I, I'm pretty sure I was the one who you know turned you on to Josh Ferguson that's Fergie Ferg for the Fergie so I'm, uh, I'm gonna take the Fergie chat here. logs the chat logs will tell the story sure I like Josh yeah. Ferguson Josh Ferguson is probably one of those backs that will go undrafted. Mm-hmm. Very uh, there's likely. A high, there's a high chance that he goes undrafted. So keep an eye on Josh Ferguson as a waiver wire ad or like what Leo just did here, a 13th round flyer because the 13th round is generally where you're going to get your last position player. Mm-hmm. Assuming you wait until the 14th and 15th round for a kicker and defense, which you should be doing. So far we've seen some defenses – Oh, well, geez, what was the first defense taken? Carolina in the ninth? That's gross. Um, We've only seen one kicker go so far, which is encouraging. But generally, the 14th and 15th round, that's where you should be drafting your kicker and defense. Do you concur, sir? No, no. uh, I'm a big fan of first-round kicker, second-round defense. Uh, Lock up what you know, you know? You know the kicker's going to kick that ball, so get that. And, uh, you know, the defense is going to have to play defense. It's a guarantee the defense is going to be on the field at some point. Oh, my gosh. Gets guaranteed touches, guaranteed points, or lack thereof, you know? Oh, he took Jordan Howard. There you go. Yeah. It said you timed out on my end, but that's an okay pick. Yeah, I had Jordan Howard queued up and ready to go. I like Jordan Howard a lot. Like you mentioned, uh, Langford is kind of the new Fat Eddie this year. It really (laughs) is, yeah. He's he's the new Fat Eddie. Yeah, because he, he put on 10 pounds, and Eddie has kind of slummed down a little bit. Yeah. You can make an argument for Carlos Williams, too, because he put on all that baby weight. Yeah, fat Carlos, right? yeah. Carlos, but he's, he's suspended, so let's forget about him yeah, for now. He's dead. Yeah, I think everyone just assumes that Langford is going to be the guy because of Fox. Oh, Fox doesn't let rookies touch the ball. I think if you look at Jordan Howard's tape, he is perfect for a John Fox offense. 
because he is a between-the-tackles runner. He's powerful. Um, I think he has a chance of stealing the job from Langford or at least cutting into his touches because we saw Jeremy Langford struggle as a between-the-tackles runner last year. He averaged 3.6 yards per carry, I think, which yeah. is pretty abysmal for a starting running back. Real and he was getting all the touches once Forte went down. He was the man mm-hmm. in Chicago. So I like Jordan Howard as a 13th-round flyer. I mean, there's a chance that after camp breaks, we see the depth chart. Um, I drop him if he's not, yeah. you know, if he's just sitting, wasting away on the bench. Oh, I just timed out, but I got the Los Angeles defense. Okay, I don't hate that. That's, they have a good week one matchup. I forget who it is, but I remember seeing it and thinking, oh, the Rams would be a good week one streamer. Uh, let's see yeah. what we got here. I have no idea what the schedule is right now, so I'm just going to take uh, the Raiders. There we go. There Boom. we go. The Raiders are playing New Orleans. In first <laughs> All right. Not in, the best in, in for Orleans, streaming. Yeah. Okay, that's really bad. Forget I took the Raiders defense, but, you know. I could just drop but the Raiders' defense has improved significantly. <laughs> and once they get Alden Smith back in Week 10, they're going to have one of the best defensive lines. They can the handle world. the Saints in New Orleans for sure. They can handle. <laughs> I mean, their secondary is vastly improved. We got one Sean Smith. We got D.A. We got uh, Reggie Nelson and Carla, Carl Joseph as our first-round safety. Car J. Scar J. Scar J. You just went all the way back to Scar Joe. Okay, I like it. Just found a way there. Um, I've seen an interesting thing people talk about. I've never done this in a draft, but don't draft a defense or a kicker. Take two more uh, position players and then just wait to see how the preseason shakes out and then drop two guys for kicker and defense right before week one. I actually like that because... I typically view the 14th and 15th round as a throwaway pick anyways. Yeah. And if you have a chance to grab like a Josh Ferguson, a Jordan Howard, or another one of these high upside players that have a chance, then you might as well take them because you don't know what's going to happen in the last week of preseason or right before week one, essentially. Yeah. Some news could break. There could be injuries. Oh, my God. I'm timing out automatically, but I mean, I'm getting whatever. Josh Brown. You got Josh Brown. It good. works. It works. I mean, um, I needed a defense. I needed a kicker. But back to the strategy you're talking about, I, I kind of like that, actually. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I think the further out you are from the start of the season, the better that strategy is. Like, if you're drafting a few days before the kickoff of the first game, then, like, it's probably not worth it. But if it's, like, you're drafting, like, week two of the preseason, like, I kind of I kind of think I'm on it. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, week three is typically where we'll draft in our leagues. Right after week three. And there, mm-hmm. there is a slight chance that something goes down between week three of the preseason and week one of the regular season. Yeah. Typically, week four of the preseason doesn't mean a lot. But, I mean, why not go for it? I mean, there's no, it's not going to hurt you, basically. No, it's, it's, it's not like you're missing out on that defense you were hoping you'd get or that kicker you'd hope you'd get. Yeah. Like, it's just, there's no reason not to. So I think I'm definitely going to do it uh, in our ESPN league 20, we're in together 15, with the casuals. Wow. I'm going to wow. insult them, hoping they're watching this. <laughs> the filthy casuals. <laughs> Look at that. LeBron going in the 15th round. That is insane value right there for wow, a tight that's end. that's crazy. Man, that guy I just won the draft getting Eric Ebron. Smart. I didn't even realize he wasn't taken. That guy wins. Ooh. Best draft, even though he took the Jets Not defense in the 12th Eric round. Ebron, he has Delaney Walker. <laughs> what a tight end duo. Give him the... Order the rings. Order them rings right now. If you look at He's the 15th winning. round and you're just like, oh, Ebron, that's good. But then you start to scroll up. Okay, yeah, it tells me the draft is over. And you see, like, oh, Jets defense. That's a little weird. Okay, oh, 
I already tipped Lanny Walker. Oh, he has Breeze and Derek Carr. Oh, wait, his team's garbage. So he just, he <laughs> so just kind of locked two quarterbacks, him. two yeah. tight ends. You know, it's it's against the grain, but he, he, he's zigging when others are zagging. You sure. can't really fault he's him really for that. He's really going like, to come out on top with those two quarterbacks and two tight ends. <laughs> uh, well, maybe he thinks it's a two QB league. <laughs> if he, hopefully. Yeah, uh, hate so, on him. so let's review the board real quick before we wrap this up. Um, let's make some general comments on our teams. I'll let you go first. Yeah, so I'm looking at my team here. My running back core is uh, Dodd Turdley, uh, Mark Wahlberg's Instagram, uh, Matt Jones. Uh, I don't have a nickname for Melvin Gordon. Uh, Flash. Flash. <laughs> right. Flash Gordon. <laughs> uh, even though we use that for Josh Gordon, now it's Melvin Gordon's yeah. nickname for Let's Flash just Gordon. Just steal it. Just yeah. steal it. Uh, vintage Chris Johnson and uh, Fergie. Uh, I'm pretty happy with that running back core. Because the it's safe, pretty it's very safe with the top two, um, and then there's going to be volume with Matt Jones and Melvin Gordon. So even if they don't produce at a high rate, they're going to get me something. So they're good insurance. And then you get the upside guys at the end with Chris Johnson and Josh Ferguson. If they don't work out, it hurts me nothing to cut them. Uh, and then with the wide receivers, we got Brandon Marshall, Jeremy Macklin, uh, Tile Driver, uh, <laughs> Tile Driver, uh, K White, K Spice. Uh, what did I say for what is cold train for Coleman? Um, there it is. Which is also, I also like, because Marshall and Macklin have a very high floor. Lockett and White have that super high ceiling. And Coleman is just like that flyer, you know, let's see what happens. Let's see if he ends up the number one in this offense after all. In the 11th round, too. That's solid value. The 11th. Then I got Ladarius in the 9th, uh, which now I'm looking at Dwayne Allen sitting there in the 12th. I'm like, man, I should have waited and taken. I wouldn't have gotten him in the 12th. I could have gotten him in the 11th. But then... What else would I have done? I don't feel like I missed out on anyone super vintage in that area. Yeah. So I think that's fine. Tyrod in the 10th. Tiny bit of a reach, but, uh, but I believe in him. He I might have in gone, his actually. Yeah. Who's I mean, to say that Kirk Cousins wouldn't have been Tyrod Taylor if you left him on the board? I got to think it would have been because Kirk Cousins is awful. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> that is incorrect. So it would have had inc- to have been Ty Goat, which, you know, he... I think when you're taking those late-round quarterbacks, you're not looking for, like, a... I'm looking through the names trying to find an example. Like, you're not trying to get, like, a, a Tannehill or a Dalton or one of these guys that have, like, a decent floor but their ceiling is super capped. Uh, you want one of those guys that has, like, a pretty good chance of finishing as a top-five quarterback if things fall the right way. And yeah, uh, Tyrod Taylor. is... Yeah, and he's one of those guys just because of his legs, because when Sammy is healthy and in the offense, he is, puts up very good numbers. Uh, and it's a 10th round pick. So if it turns out he's awful, I just drop him and uh, hit the wire. So uh, well, it's, it's funny you mentioned that about, you know, when Sammy's healthy, he has a weapon. Because there's another quarterback that when he has a deep, stretch the field type of weapon, sure. puts up insane fantasy numbers, and he goes by the name of Kirk Cousins. I don't. When Deshaun Jacks <laughs> sure. was healthy last season, Here Kirk Cousins put up fantasy numbers at a tom brady like clip oh so you're saying kirk cousins so, is the next tom brady there it is boom no i'm not Quote saying it. kirk cousins is the next Lock tom brady in. i'm saying kirk cousins is tom brady oh, he, he already is tom, tom brady. brady light and if you can get him in the 10th well, the 10th round yeah that's a little bit you of know breach. what i'm all in on kirk cousins <laughs> if you can get kirk cousins in the 10th round take him that's yeah <laughs> no i just like okay 12th round i don't hate it i don't think it's the worst in the 12th round because then at least it's you know you're basically at the end of your draft. That's fine. The 10th round, come on, man. Ty God is there. Um, we're seeing guys like Romo was taken not, kind like of in that Matt same Ryan area. The 11th. Yeah, Matt Ryan, I think, has some upside just because Julio is there. Uh, 
Derek Carr is someone that you're supposed to believe in as a Raiders fan, so you should automatically think he's better than Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I love Derek Carr's arm. The only concern I have with Derek Carr is that JDR loves to run the ball. He likes to build his teams around the running back. You saw him try to do it last year. The problem was that they literally only had Tay Train. So they gave him the ball at an enormous rate, and he started to wear down. We saw him wear down not only as the season went on, but as each game went on. And if you look at his yards per carry average throughout the course of a game, it basically takes a nosedive in the second half. So he'll start off the game strong with fresh legs. And I guess that's a knock on on Latavius Murray is that maybe he doesn't have the greatest durability, that he wears down quite easily. Mm. But I think where DeAndre Washington will come in and help him is he will take some of the the load off of his shoulders on third downs, should keep him fresh throughout the game. And I think with an improved defense, we're going to see a shorter field for the Raiders' offense. We're going to see better game script for the Raiders' offense because they were never really in the position to put games away on the ground. And if they're actually ahead, then Latavius Murray's value skyrockets because the Raiders are one of those teams where, I mean, they were playing for behind a lot last year. So. It's very true. And uh, for those, for the uninitiated, JDR, of course, stands for Jason Delano Roosevelt. Uh, so go ahead and tell me, tell me about your team. I am. Tell me, okay, I'm going to be Frank. Gore. Coming in the seventh spot, I, I would say I don't love my team, but I don't hate it either. Mm. It has potential. There are mm. some clear weak spots. Now, I did something I don't normally do in drafts. That's taking a wide receiver as early as the seventh. But I think just depending on how the board falls, you have to be open to that idea. We've talked about this in our draft strategies. I can't go in locked in like, oh, I have to take Lamar Miller here. And I really do like A.J. Green to put up a monster year. I think his uh, involvement in the offense will be right around 30% again. He'll, he'll catch about 30% of the total passes in Cincinnati which is about his career clip last year he dropped down to about 26 so I think he'll go back to his career norm and I think without the secondary receiving threats in Cincinnati that he'll have a great year so that that was my rationale behind drafting AJ Green first overall and I also mentioned that I was fairly confident that Doug Martin or Mark Ingram would come back to me which they Mm -hmm. did yeah so as a one-two I love the combination of AJ Green and Doug Martin actually if I'm looking at my team the first three picks, I like a lot. Yeah. I like A.J. Green. It's I like Doug start. Martin. I like T.Y. Hilton. Ryan Matthews is one of those picks which could blow up in my face. Mm. Now, I thought he was the best runner in Philadelphia last year. He has always had potential, but he's always had the capability of falling apart, if you want to put it that way. Uh, Mr. So Glass. high potential, high potential of injury is what, yeah. what I should be saying. So that's that's kind of boom or bust for me there, but I do like Ryan Matthews this year. Eric Decker I like in the fifth. Now where my team kind of falls off a little bit is probably when you look at the sixth round. As a third running back, Duke Johnson isn't terrible, but it's definitely not ideal because with the makeup of my team in a two running back, two wide receiver, and a flex, it's probably leaning towards starting three wide receivers every week. Yeah. Which... I'm okay with no, with, this, wrong with, that. with this team. If I can yeah. start a Doug Martin or Ryan Matthews or even Duke Johnson, if the matchup is right, 
then I'm more than happy filling in my flex with an Eric Decker, Jordan Matthews, or Marvin Jones. Um, and then we fill it out with high, high upside guys like DeAndre Washington, Jordan Howard. Bilal Powell is kind of that handcuffy third down back that could take the job. Like if Matt Forte goes down, I think Bilal Powell will – he won't necessarily be a workhorse, but he'll see the lion's share of the touches. Oh, and uh, you're confused. He's on the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're falling apart here. Yeah. The wheels are coming off. They've the been video gone for pod. a while. Yeah, it's it's laid over in California. Uh, it's still midday here in Singapore. Yeah, that's pretty much all I want to say. I love Carson Palmer in the eighth. Uh, Julius Thomas, like you said, looking at Dwayne Allen going in the twelfth, I probably could have waited, but. That's something you can't really predict when you're drafting. You can't be like, oh, well, I, I can just wait three rounds and get my tight end because you don't know when a run is going to start. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you do have to make reaches like that. So Julius Thomas, I do believe, will be a tight end one this year. So I like him in the 10th. Overall, I'm happy with my team. I don't think it's the best team on the board, but I think it's definitely a workable team, a competitive team, and with the right moves and the waiver wire would most definitely win a championship like last year. Wow, that's like quite a leap there at the end. Uh, So basically what we're saying is we have the two best teams on this board. Uh, Every other team is absolute garbage. I'm going to quickly glance through the board and see if there's any other team that jumps out on me. I'm like, ooh, this guy really killed the draft. Yeah, I was just going to ask, who do you think won this draft? I'm looking at the other teams. I'm immediately going to eliminate everyone that took a quarterback in the first six rounds. Just at a glance, I don't really love any (laughs) of those teams. I just don't even feel like they got super great starts. Um I liked RRG's first three picks, but then they went and took Andrew Luck in the fourth. I do they like took, that he took Stewart in the fifth. That's like at I least like, he's, he's trying to make up for taking Luck there in the fourth. He actually, I mean, his team's not bad. He he reached for a mm-hmm. tight end a little bit. I know everyone loves Colby Fleener this year, but. Yeah, and he took a defense uh, and he took Seattle defense in the 10th, which is, you just don't so do that. So he's, he's equal parts good moves and bad moves. Yeah, he's got a good start to his draft, and then it just kind of falls apart in the later rounds. Uh, maybe, see. you know, I don't hate uh, number 11's draft besides the Ajayi Foster back to back picks. That was a little questionable. Yep. But the first four picks, Dez and uh, Mike Evans, it's a nice Evans. idea. I would have taken a different receiver there, but going receiver heavy early, I don't hate. Uh, and Tate Train, the two Murrays, Tate basically Train. Murray and Murray, isn't an awful one-two yeah. uh, running back punch. And, and, and then as a number three, he basically locked up Miami's backfield. Yeah, He's which, probably taking a Jahi and Foster with the hopes that Foster goes down. And yeah. he has he's guaranteed a starting running back out of the two of them. That's his mindset at this point. Yeah, and then he goes for the uh, boom of all booms, Josh Gordon in the seventh. Which, like, actually isn't, like, we, we value Josh Gordon a few rounds, few rounds later than that, but the consensus is, like, sixth or seventh round at Josh Gordon. So that's not actually not, like, a yeah, terrible, not terrible spot. It's just we're a little bit lower Can't hate on, on him for that. No. But I wouldn't have done it myself. No. Uh, Especially. Then, then Derek Henry, which I guess he's handcuffing DeMarco Murray, figuring one of them will get the, the much vaunted tennessee backfield gotta gotta have that tennessee backfield apparently uh tavon austin i like but it's i like him in best ball but uh it's really hard to like him in a regular redraft like league with in-season management because when when is when are his boom weeks when do you know to start him yeah uh i I like romo in the 10th though 
but then why do you take Winston in the 12th? Um, yeah, right afterwards. That's That was questionable. I don't think we can say that there was a clear-cut, like, dominant draft by well, any I mean, one mine, team. obviously. Mine was a dominant well, you, draft. Well, ours. I mean, outside <laughs> of the bench staff. Oh, true. Outside of the clearly best drafts, the other 10 drafts, yeah. None of them. I don't even. Yeah, like, 12 had so much potential, and they just dropped the ball. <laughs> they took Miller, Lamar Miller at the pick. end of the first. Yeah. They could have taken Jamal Charles yeah, if you or were... even a wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, they could have if... taken a, a Evans or a Jeffrey or an A-Rob or a yeah. Allen, and it would have been better than taking Gronk. I mean, it sounds like we hate Gronk, which we don't, but. I hate Gronk. I don't. Yeah, well, I hate him. Um, I'm not single Patriot. Even, even if you replace Gronk, just replace Gronk with Jamal Charles for a second, just just for fun, and then he gets you know Landry's his receiver one, which I don't hate. I would have taken Sammy instead. Um, Hyde is his third running back. I get that's fine. Then Moncrief, Roethlisberger in the sixth is a reach for me. He yeah. could have just taken someone else and instead taken Eli in the ninth. Eli in the ninth is okay. Uh, yeah, Roethlisberger is somebody I think is going to disappoint a little bit this year. Yeah. I think, I mean, he has Antonio Brown, so he'll be able to put up numbers with Antonio Brown, but he doesn't really have very many weapons outside of Antonio Brown at this point. I mean, maybe on Bell is Ladarius suspended. Green. Ladarius Green. Okay, you're going you're gonna to jump all on the Ladarius, Ladarius Green train. Ladarius but, I mean, Green. if you look at the other wide receivers there, who do you have? Marcus Wheaton, Sammy Coates. Ladarius Green. DHB, <laughs> Ladarius Green. Ladarius Green. Well, with that depth chart, I mean, you have to think that Ladarius Green is going to see a heavy amount of targets. So, you know, I like Ladarius Green. Oh, I'm not hating on Ladarius oh, Green. You've been, you've been peer pressured into he's my no, way of thinking. He's no Lada- Delaney Walker, though. Well, Delaney Walker is going two rounds earlier, so it's not even a comparison. Well, it is a comparison because he'll have two times the numbers of Ladarius Green. We did have our bet and, that we should mention on air to make it official. Um, yes, let's air this out. It's just Delaney Walker versus Ladarius Green. Um, who has the better points per game as long as they both play 10 games? Yes. To, to, keep, it, to keep it fair. So it's not that one keep of them plays. Sample size fair. It's not like so two that, games. Yeah, yeah, they have two hot games and then out rest of the season, but their points per game are so high that then they can't be touched. Uh, so assuming a, a good length season of at least 10 games, points yeah. per game, if not season-long total, We'll see who wins. Uh, obviously, it's going to be me. We haven't decided a punishment or what the bet is. We should is. take this to Twitter, actually. We should yeah. not only put a poll out there, who would you rather have, Delaney Walker or Ladarius Green, but we should ask the people, ask the masses what they think a punishment would be, I mean, a viable to, punishment. To spoil it a little bit, I did put out a poll like a week ago that was Delaney Walker, Kobe Fleener, and Ladarius Green. Uh, Delaney won. He won, and Ladarius Green lost. So that's like a good preview of how the poll is going to go. We'll do it again, though, just because like you know a lot has changed in the last week. Um, Everything has changed. And then we'll, yeah, I guess, and then we'll figure out what the punishment is. I I stopped listening after you said the poll, so I don't know what the plan is for the punishment. I will figure it out later. It's still early. We haven't hit preseason yet. That's true. We got plenty of time. One of them is going to tear their ACL in the first week of training <laughs> camp anyway, so it doesn't yeah, matter. We might not even have the bet, really. It could all fall to pieces in the preseason. Yeah. It'll probably be something with uh, public embarrassment. That's usually a good a good way to go. It doesn't cost anyone anything other than like their dignity, which is, you know. Maybe just walk around screaming <laughs> it's the name of the winning <laughs> tight end out in the public space. That will not happen. You'll be screaming Delaney. Do you, Actually, uh, just cut it Delaney. What was it called? 
in Game of Thrones when uh, Cersei had to do her like walk of shame from the Scepter oh, Baylor. The walk of Atonement. Walk of Atonement. Yeah, you have to do a walk of Atonement, screaming the other the, Wait, the do winning we have player's to be name. Ass naked though. No, no, no. This is like a <laughs> okay. a ceremonial okay, walk of Atonement. No, no, no. Actually, just I, like I a. Liked it. Just, just like in, in spirit. Yeah, sure. Big dick swing. Darius! <laughs> just, <laughs> just in, just in that spirit. that wouldn't get us arrested or anything. Uh, maybe, like, if we want to go really far, you have to, like, get a white shirt and a Sharpie and write the winning tight end's name on it. And then you just look like an insane person walking down the street. Maybe we go that far. We'll see. We have to keep in mind, I live in Singapore. So there's a so lot what? of things that if, if I even attempt to do, I'll probably just get straight up deported or arrested. <laughs> one of the two. So you never know. Well, let's hope that's the case. I don't think I'm going to have to worry because it's all but guaranteed that Delaney Walker will win this bet. That's because I'm so untrue. He has everything going for him this year. He's on on an awful offense. He has the worst, the the lesser quarterback. So what? (laughs) He's he's on an awful offense, lesser quarterback. It's they're they're going to try to go run heavy. Because they don't have any real passing attack, it's, you're, you're counting on. They've always tried to go run heavy. This is the, basically yeah, but now a they better have DeMarco version of the DeMurray. team last year. Yeah, but they DeMarco didn't have DeMarco DeMurray. They didn't have DeMarco DeMurray last what year. What was it that you run. were saying off? I think you said it off air, so nobody got to hear your spiel about how young quarterbacks seem to just <laughs> find their guy and use them as a security blanket. That is a perfect scenario for. Marcus Mariota, Delaney they Walker. They do you looked at how they went last year. No, you're making faces at me, but you know it's true. You <laughs> know it's that, true. They do that in their first year when they're new and they're scared. But now Marcus, in his second season, he's got the confidence yeah, of having piloted the, the Titans to the, the worst record in the league. <laughs> and, and, you know, now he's going to come out big dick swanging. And, uh, <laughs> there it is again. And he's going to spread the ball around. He's now he has that confidence. Whereas... Yeah, where's Big Ben is sitting there? He's got Antonio. And then what does he have? Is he going to throw to, to Marcus Wheaton, Sammy Coates, and Darius Haywood Bay? He has Antonio. Yeah, but Antonio Who, can't catch literally every pass. I think the stats say otherwise because he's <laughs> basically been catching every single pass. Yeah, but he's not a real red zone threat. He's like five foot three inches. So Darius Green is seven feet tall, so... Proven. Look it up. Proven. These are real numbers All right, right here. Uh, let's okay, wrap let this me, up. Let me, just let oh. me give my spiel on <laughs> Delaney Walker All right, let's hear real it. quick. I sure. just have a couple more things to say about why Delaney Walker is going to finish. As Sure. Okay, I mentioned tight end one. That's a little bit. That's jumping the gun there. Okay, let's be real. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reel it back. I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit on Delaney Walker. I'm going to say he finishes a top five tight end this season, and here's why. Now, people like to hate on Delaney Walker because they think his numbers – Okay. I raised my hand. I see you. Now that we're actually doing a video pod, I can see you raising your hand. Yeah, I was doing that before, like by myself, and it didn't really work. (laughs) The narrative is that his numbers are unsustainable, basically. That he's never been this good, he's going to regress. But then the same narrative is saying, oh, man, you take Gary Barnage, that's great value. How does that work? How do those two things match up together in the same conversation? Oh, he's never been this good before, he's going to regress. Gary Barnett has had literally one season where he's produced out of five or six. Now, if you look at Delaney Walker's in the past three seasons, he's been a tight end one in the past three seasons. I think people have forgotten that last year, not the 2015 season, but in the 2014 season, he was a tight end eight. And he cool. put up almost 1,000 yards in 2014. 
And people are going to say, oh, you know, this is completely unsustainable. But I think he's in line for even more targets this season. Because like I said, Mariota leans heavily on Delaney Walker. What did I say earlier? He's built like a Mack truck. That's an that was animal it. stat. That was look it, it up. <laughs> yeah, look up he's the Mack truck stat. Receiver. Yeah, look up. He's number one on the Mack truck <laughs> metric, definitely. You know, forget Gronk or any of these other stout tight ends. He's number one. Number one. But before we run way too long, just draft Delaney Walker if he is there in the. Okay, I'm going to say it. Take him in the seventh. You just didn't take him in the seventh. I just didn't take him in the seventh. <laughs> okay, you're right. I. I take, <laughs> I won't take him in the seventh, but I'm saying somebody else take him in the sure. seventh. You don't pr- yeah. I don't want to be put in the position where I have to draft Delaney Walker. I love Delaney Walker. But I don't like people on my team that I love because then when they fail, it just hurts that much more. So you don't want That's to why like... I, don't, I don't draft any Raiders because I hate having that conflict when I'm watching a Raider game. Like, come on, give it to Latavius. Oh, they scored a touchdown, but it wasn't Latavius. I hate my life. <laughs> That's all why right, I picked I'm... Tyler Lockett because the Seahawks are going to get all the touchdowns through the tile driver. <laughs> That's it. Tile driver is going to be tile driver. a wide receiver one. The season. wide receiver one, yeah. Oh, the <laughs> not a wide receiver one, but the wide receiver. Is that much one. more that much more ridiculous than saying Laney's going to be the tight end one? It is. It's a little bit more ridiculous. Okay, one one more thing I want to put out there before we end this. What yeah, do you yeah. think about taking Le'Veon Bell in round one, Tom Brady in round two, and Josh <laughs> Gordon in round three to come up with the all suspended all star team where you just you're living on a prayer. Living on prayer. Or Le'Veon on a prayer. It's an app name for that team. And so week five, and then your team will just be lead. Well, um, despite the very strange way you framed that. Um, <laughs> I mean the amazing. I, th- the amazing I think it's the smartest idea that. you can do. Just completely punt the first month of the season because everyone knows that doesn't actually count. Yeah, it's uh, only four. It's only four Come games. On. Whatever. Sure, there's only there's only thirteen in the regular fantasy season, but whatever. Punt four of them. Yeah, uh, nine and four, bro. Yeah, and spend your first nine three picks because then you know why why would you instead take Bell in the second, Brady in the sixth, and Gordon no. in the seventh, where you can actually Just get think them? Think about it. though. if Tom Brady can reproduce his greatest fantasy season, Le'Veon Bell can reproduce his greatest fantasy season, and Josh Gordon can stop smoking the ganj and reproduce. Well, that applies for Le'Veon Bell as well. Yeah, but that's two ganj smokers. For all we know, Tom Brady's a ganj smoker. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, he, pr- he probably uses deflated footballs as a bong. And just Boom, that's right actually what happened. He was Boom. taking a little bit of air out of that football to <laughs> fill up his bong, and now and then he got caught. <laughs> This this pod is disintegrating. <laughs> I right. think we need to we need right. to cut it. Do right, we need to say anything up. else? No, I think that's it. Um, we'll repeat once again. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, Bleacher Breaker. Yeah, Bleacher for Breaker. supporting us. Uh, you can find us on the Twitter at Bench Dash FF. Uh, like and subscribe to this YouTube channel where you watched it. Also, Bench Dash yeah. FF. Uh, share with your friends. Tell your parents. Tell your grandparents. Uh, Tell your kids, tell your wives. Add your kids, add your wives. Uh, that's not outdated at all. It's still relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't that just happen? Uh, and no. yeah, we'll wrap it up. I don't Let, remember what we say. All right, you got your Bernie. I'm going to hit stop recording. Oh. I didn't hit it yet. Oh. Now I'm going to hit it. Oh, stop, please.